Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. It's always the saddest movie moments that tend to be the most memorable. I mean, you don't remember My Girl for the bit where the stepmother gets welcomed into the family. You remember it for Thomas J's death. Likewise, you don't remember The Lion King for Simba's triumph at the end. It's all about Mufasa's death in the stampede and Jesus Christ, why did I agree to do this list? They're flashes of profound, poignant emotion that stab their way into the lasting parts of your memory as if tears are the world's best glue. That's precisely why filmmakers like to shock you by occasionally just messing with the formula entirely and letting the villain kill off the good guy you've been following for the past few hours. I'm Adam from WhatCulture.com and these are 10 great movies where the villain kills the hero. Number 10, Gladiator. Joaquin Phoenix as Commodus is one of the great movie villains. He's a snivelling wretch with an inflated and unearned sense of worth that basically ensures everyone wants him to get his comeuppance. When he comes face to face with Russell Crowe's valiant hero Maximus, it looks like it can only go one way. But then the monster fatally stabs his opponent ahead of their duel to ensure his own victory, so while Maximus ultimately triumphs and rids Rome of its poisonous new leader, he has no time to celebrate, falling onto his back and dying in the arena almost immediately. Sure, he gets to be with his family again, but it's still hard to shake that downer feeling. Number 9, Braveheart. As the true history of William Wallace would have revealed well before the movie comes out, there was no happy ending for the Scottish freedom fighter, but it was still impossible not to feel hope that he could somehow change history. After all, it's hardly a film that prides itself too much on historical accuracy. <laughs> but in the end, after all the freedom shouting is done and the pasty backsides have been bared defiantly, Wallace comes to a sticky end, hung, drawn and quartered in a very public execution. He gets a final defiant victory by screaming FREEDOM instead of begging for mercy, but he still gets his head chopped off rather unceremoniously for it. Number 8, The Hateful Eight. Calling anyone a hero in Quentin Tarantino's grim, slow-bleached western is slightly wrong given the director's delight at writing morally murky characters, but Kurt Russell's John Ruth is about as close as you're likely to get to a good man. At the very least, he's a man determined to carry out his duty to bringing in outlaws, which admittedly he does pretty successfully right up to the point where he mistakenly drinks coffee poisoned by Michael Madsen at Minnie's haberdashery and turns into a fountain of vomited blood warning spoilers. It's a Tarantino flick, so deaths shouldn't be shocking, but seeing Ruth threaten to turn inside out is, given the context of the story, still hard to watch. Number seven, Logan. For anyone who was fed on the more family-friendly entertainment of the X-Men franchise, aside from Deadpool, obviously, Logan would have been profoundly shocking. Gone are the colourful mutants and camp villain plans replaced instead with a world gone stale and a Wolverine trapped in a broken body and the deeply disturbing sight of Professor X ravaged by mental decline. By the end, Wolverine has been 
tenderized by his own clone and emotionally wounded by encountering his own daughter and destroyed by the death of Xavier. And then, because it never rains at pause, he's still forced to fight X-24 again to the death with his younger enemy dumping him on a tree stump fatally. Shuri gets his comeuppance immediately, but watching the life eke out of Wolverine as he tells Laura he feels like her father is the most devastating comic book movie moment of all time. Fight me. Number six, Star Wars Rogue One. Star Wars Rogue One was a great war movie that managed to fill you with hope for the rebel team just enough to sock you in the gut horribly when they all died in the end. On reflection, the fact that none of them turned up in episode four should have been a bit of a hint, but the film is so good at building rapport and tension that you genuinely believe at least one of them might be okay. And then, pow, just as they managed to get the plans off Scarif's surface, the Death Star enters orbit and fires a low-powered precision shot down to destroy the base, killing Cassian and Jin as they share one, one last moment. I'm sorry, I'm so, I promised I wouldn't. We'll do this again. Number five, 310 to Yuma. This underappreciated Western, it is, is an exceptional tale of good versus evil as Christian Bale's rancher Dan Evans transports Russell Crowe's famed outlaw to his final journey to the gallows. Sadly for Bale's good man seeking a payday, Charlie Prince kills the hero on the cusp of his victory and is then executed himself by his boss after a sudden moment of revelation before he boards the train willingly. While Evans dies, he's able to provide the bounty for his family and restore his own honor before he goes. Bittersweet isn't even the word. Number four, Gran Torino. When Clint Eastwood's veteran goes to confront the neighborhood gang for shooting his young reformed friend and raping his sister in Gran Torino, you could imagine it going the way of Taken. But Eastwood's Walt has something more devastating planned, provoking the gang and pretending to pull a gun so they shoot him in full view of lots of witnesses. He chooses to lay down his life to end the gang's terrorism on the community, saving his friend from having to kill and atoning for his own ghosts in the process. Number three, Insomnia. In Insomnia, Al Pacino's detective Will Dormer is far from a flawless hero as he proves when he unwittingly shoots a colleague in pursuit of the film's main killer. He pins the killing on William's Walter Finch and is then pulled into a claustrophobic cat and mouse chase to catch the killer and save himself from destruction. Dormer and Finch meet in a final confrontation that ends with Finch dead from a shotgun blast and Dormer mortally wounded himself. He certainly did deserve to get away with his own crimes, though the film refuses to offer a conclusion on his murky brand of justice, but as he dies, it's hard not to feel like he deserved more of a chance of redemption considering the monster he takes down. Number 2, 300. As with Braveheart, anyone with a passing knowledge of the real history of the Battle of Thermopylae would have known going in that no amount of ridiculously sculpted abs and perfectly shaped facial hair was going to save Gerard Butler's King Leonidas. His story was always one of a valiant but heroically doomed final stand by a small band of heroes against a monstrous enemy. Sure, while their deaths rallied support and were used as a legendary tale to inspire those who fought in their wake, it's still shocking to see that final shot of the last of the 300 laid out and riddled with arrows. If nothing else, it's a stunningly affecting sight and a chilling reminder that even the mightiest must fall. Number one, Star Wars The Force Awakens. Considering the fact that Harrison Ford had asked for Han Solo to be killed off decades before he was brought back into the franchise for The Force Awakens, it shouldn't really have come as that much of a shock when he eventually died. But it was the manner of the veteran character's death 
that marks it out as shocking. Killed, as he was, by his own son as part of Ben Solo's dark evolution into Kylo Ren and the franchise's move away from its past. And while, yes, it was difficult to watch, you can't criticise the bravery of how definitively it killed the idea that Ben Solo could still be redeemed. Or so you'd think, anyway. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.